All right, y'all. It's your boy DJ Cyclops with another episode of After the Music Stops right here on His Cartel Radio. And today we have a special guest, Miss Lady of the Year, Fleet Lady of the Year, Miss Voice Goddess, the beautiful, talented, what up, though, T Quest. Hi, Cyclops. How's it going? It's going amazing. But I hope you don't have that same intro for all the ladies. No, because you you the only one that's the lady of the year. Come on. I know now. that part. Yes. Tell them. And the voice goddess. Who else Absolutely. Is that? Exactly. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yes, yes. So how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely amazing, like every day of my life. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. You know, being around you for the past almost two years, like I've never seen you down. You know, it's 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 always uplifting. And if if you're even if you're down, you're not gonna show it. You know, that like, that's just you. That's your your personality, even on your shows, you know. Um the T Quest show, shouts out to your co-host DJ Il Nino. Um, you know, it, it's just been a pleasure knowing you for the past, like I said, almost two years. Wow. Time is flying, huh? Yes, 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 it has. Okay. So for those who don't know who the voice goddess is, the lady of the year is, mm-hmm. let people know who T Quest really is. Absolutely. And I'm going to start it off by piggybacking off what you said about never seeing me down. At the end of the day, I do understand that I have human tendencies, but um, my down days or my downfalls, when and if they do happen, will never be someone else's entertainment. You know what I mean? So I'm not one of those people that will put out sadness or darkness because what's going to be the end result? multiples i'm so sorry to hear that i hope you get better you're in my prayers for some people that works in my selective situations i need action not words so if i know i'm not going to get exactly what i need i'm never going to put it out does that make sense makes perfect sense sense. um, yes i am t quest i am the voice over goddess i am a recording artist i am a journalist for multiple magazines. I'm a radio personality for multiple radio stations, as well as on my own station, Gotta Love Me Radio, home of the music and conversations that you want to hear. I own a graphic design business, a media business. I have a clothing line, a cosmetic line. You know, I do a lot in the world of music, media, and entertainment, as well as entrepreneurship business. Okay, okay. So you believe in multiple streams of income. That's basically what I hear. You have to. If the pandemic didn't show you that face on, then something must be really wrong with you. Exactly. Even though I've been doing it way before. I was just about to say, you've been doing this before the pandemic. So let me ask you that. Like, how did you get into so many different fields of the entertainment business? Okay. Well, no matter what I do, right? being a music artist will always be number one I don't care if it takes me 10 to 15 years to put out another song for the people I'm always writing and creating and rapping and singing and dancing even if it's for me it's always going to be active in my life right Mm -hmm. and I knew as a child that I was always destined to be an entertainer 
and an entrepreneur and have a business where I'm financially stable to help myself, my family, as well as help others. You know what I mean? So everything I do, no matter what, it ties into my number one dream, which is being um, an entertainer. Because if I wanted to have a break or a moment, it's still in the realm of what I do. Journalism is a part of media. Media is part of the entertainment industry. Being a voice guide is a part of recording. Being a personality is a part of recording. Like it all goes hand in hand. So no matter what I want to take a break from, and if I want to stem to something else, I still feel like I'm doing what I'm destined to do. Gotcha, gotcha. So when when did you know this? you wanted to be in the entertainment field? I knew early on as a child, you know, even though I was quiet and to myself and, you know, nerdish and everything, I always knew music was my calling, you know, even as small as singing in the church or when my family would may play music back then, more R&B and gospel, I'll be behind the couch secretly dancing and always singing. <laughs> like, even though I was quiet, if you asked me to sing a song or to dance, I still did it you know, so it just always been a part of me, you know, and as you're younger, you're trying to find yourself, you're trying to understand life, society, so you have to gravitate to something, and music was what I gravitated to, and it was more like a safe haven for me, especially growing up, going to multiple schools, being picked on, being bullied, I always had a comfort zone when it came to music and writing. Gotcha. That, like you said, that was a safe haven. Guess the escape, you know, um, from reality. But mm-hmm. you said, you know, you you was brought up with the gospel and the R and B. So mm-hmm. you started off in the church, I assume. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Go. <laughs> Only do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um. How did that, you know, when you started doing your own music, how did that affect the, the, the church relationship? Well, the thing is with the, the church, there's always levels to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Both my parents are ministers, you know, and um, I just always been around it, but I was never one of the type that went to church seven days a week, gotcha. you know, so strict by the book. My, my mother was very, um, she's always been 100% real, you know, she was always real about holidays, Santa Claus, sex, like she kept it a book with us our whole childhood, you know, and didn't allow, didn't stagger us or stop us from doing anything, if that makes sense, you know, so when it comes to me being a music artist, I'm not out here being reckless. I'm not using profanity in my music, not talking about shooting them up, bang, bang, brrrah. Like, I'm not doing none of that, you know? I'm just writing how I feel and putting music behind it. So when it came time to um, start doing, like, gospel rap, which came out of nowhere, like, it really did. One day, um, someone said, your mother told me that you could sing. Can you sing us next Sunday at church? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can't tell them no, right? So yeah. I let them down. I was like, why would you tell them that? And then when Sunday came, my throat was a little raspy. And I was like, mom, my throat is sore. I can't sing at church. What am I supposed to do? She was like, well, you know that that rap you wrote about your life? I said, what about it? 
rap that. I'm like, you can't rap at church. What are you talking about? She was like, yes, you can. God is in it. It's pretty much your testimony. Rap the song. And I'm just like, okay. So I went up there and um, I rapped my quote unquote testimony and they loved it. And some men were even in tears because they wasn't focused on nitpicking the fact that it was rap. They wasn't nitpicking that it's more of a hip hop beat versus gospel beat. They actually took the time to be like, oh, the quiet girl is doing something. And they took the time to actually listen to my words and what I was speaking about. And then with me tearing up at the end, it really touched them as well, because that's the thing when it, when people are doing hip hop, um, Christian music, it's not about having a hot beat and long as you put the word God in there, it really has to touch people in a certain way. And with me starting early on doing it, you know, um, they really felt what I was saying. And you could tell I felt what I was saying too, because every time I ministered in song with hip hop Christian music, I always got teary eyed because my words were that heartfelt, you know? But um, there was a time where um, someone was like, yeah, we hear you doing your gospel rap, which is great, but don't you do secular music too? And I'm like, yes, and? <laughs> so when are you going to stop doing that? I'm like, I'm not going to stop doing that. At the end of the day, my gift is my gift. My words are my words. In all due respect, I'm going to write what I want to write. I'm going to record what I want to record. And um, that's just the end of it. I don't have to choose anything. I'm a music artist and I'm going to create music the way I want to. At the end of the day, everyone doesn't have to listen to your stuff. You don't have to like it, but you will respect my choices. But even in the moment of that, working with other um, Christian artists, you know, they love T-Quest, the person, Tara, the person. But when it came to doing projects, one of them gave me ultimatum. Like, I would love to have you on my project and it's going to be huge. It's going to touch the masses, but I can't do it if you're still doing secular music. And the only thing I said to Tim, it would have been a great honor to be a part of your project, but I will have to pass then because I'm not stopping my dream and my goals just to be on your one project, which is ironic because you know there's a lot of music artists out here, R&B artists that sing gospel all the time. Mm -hmm. But I guess with me, I was doing it more in the beginning, so it wasn't as acceptable. Does that make sense? Exactly. And you know, you even have like the rappers today that, you know, text in gospel um absolutely you know you have like big sean chance the rapper who uh touches it every now and then and you have rappers like kanye west who was completely doing this new gospel mm -hmm. and you know you have snoop dogg who did a whole gospel album and <laughs> then went right back to you know cripping <laughs> so you know it mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's a uh, it's a testy when you test those waters when you doing the gospel rap. Uh, you know, I started off doing secular music and then transferred the rap, gospel rap. You know, it so it was more so people were like, oh, you're just doing gospel rap because you think you're gonna reach more people. Yeah, I want to reach more people by telling my testimony. I'm not trying to reach more people for the fame. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so I, I get what you're saying with your your start in your music career. Uh, now, let's go to the journalism. When when did you start? You know, saying okay, I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start writing more. 
I'm glad you asked. No, I'm sorry. Um, well, you know, I've always been a writer since I was a young child. My mom was like, Quest, when you was like eight or nine, you was writing love songs and stories. Like she was always impressed with all these gifts her quiet child and just keep, you know, unexpectedly bringing to the people. And, it's always the um, quiet ones. It's always it's always the quiet ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I didn't break out my shell until probably 17, 18 years old, 100 percent But um I always love to write. You know, I took a writing class in school and stuff. And because when you're a quiet child, you're to yourself going through a lot of things in life, trying to understand why you're different or why people are bullying you. You have to find your safe haven, like I said, with music. And writing was one of them because you couldn't take my writing away. That was for me, you know. So after a while, when I, I got older and more into the music industry, I actually met up with um, some people and they was part of a magazine. So I me being the person that networked all the time, you know, I started networking with them and then they actually made me a writer for their magazine. And it was um my first column was Inquiring Minds Wanna Know by T Quest. Some people would email me questions, you know, ask my opinion on things. And what makes my opinion unique is just because I'm female does not mean I'm automatically gonna take um the side of a female. You know, I look at things from not his perspective, her perspective. I look at it from all perspectives. I've studied human beings from young to old to black to white to regular folk to celebrities to entrepreneurs so I can understand different mindsets so I can give the right advice. But remind people, advice does not mean it's right. It's just someone's personal opinion that you respect and you're curious of what they have to say. You know, so over the years after that, um, Last couple of years, I started writing for some publications that's attached to the Worldwide Fleet DJs, you know, I started on Straight Official Magazine, and then I started writing for Apex Couture Magazine, then I started writing for Writer Magazine and became the um, a senior editor, so I started writing the Quest Chronicles, Music Life, um, Love, and More from my perspective, and it's, like I said, it's not to brainwash people to think how I think. But it's a suggestion, you know? The Chronicles has helped you look at things from a better perspective. Like, you know what? I never looked at it like that. You know, I never thought about that. Maybe I should try like that. And, you know, it does help people. One of my favorite prime examples is when I write around Valentine's Day every year, you know, because a lot of people think it's a woman's holiday and only the woman should be pampered. I'm like, no, every man-made holiday, which is all of them, is someone who said something and everybody followed. Mm-hmm. But as adults, you have the right to do whatever you want. So if you are um, a female and you don't have a man to spoil, you spoil yourself. You grown. You make your own money. Go buy so, your own no. teddy bear, your own chocolates. Go run your bubble bath. Go to the spa. Go get you some chicken wings. Go buy you a piece of do whatever you want that makes you happy. You know, don't be so um, stuck on traditions that you're allowing yourself to be unhappy because of tradition ways how things are really followed through, you know? And someone like, you know what? I never thought about it like that. You're right. I am grown. I do got my own one. I'm just going to do this to make me happy. Even with men and stuff. I tell women, if you're the type that used to men buying yourself and you like a man and you want a Valentine, ask him to be your Valentine. If you like someone, tell them. If you want to buy them a gift, give them a gift. If you want to surprise them and send them something special in the mail, you got the address, do what you got to do. You can conform and remix any holiday to um, best fit your life. 
No one's forcing you or pressuring you to do anything. Like I said, if they don't pay your bills, technically their opinion does not matter. And that's just, you know, this truth. But um, yeah, long story short, because my stories is deep, so I don't want to be long-winded, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. I love writing the Crest Chronicles. And then for Writer Magazine, I did the Sex Chronicles, which is more adult version of the Quest Chronicles because he was telling me that a lot of those publications were going to the jails where all the men are. So you know how to get a little ground ground. So those articles for the grown and sexy only. And I've um, been doing so well with the writing that um, I'm soon releasing my own publication because a lot of people have been asking for it. So I'm excited to get that off the ground. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, you know, I lately... Uh, Everybody that I've talked to has been talking about that self-love because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, especially in the industry, in the entertainment industry, you, you might be alone, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that self-love is very important, you know, um, I come to realize you can't love somebody else mm-hmm. until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I feel, you know, Valentine, I always felt Valentine's Day was a waste of a holiday. <laughs> that was just my opinion, you know, because of the fact that if I am in a relationship with somebody, I don't want to just show that person love and affection on that one day. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be an everyday situation, not, oh, I'm going to, I want to buy you flowers just because I want to send you a box of chocolate just because not oh it's Valentine's Day so I gotta go out the way and do stuff no that's not Mm -mm. and that's on you as individual I hear a lot of people say that but I feel like that's like a comfort zone for people because like I said once you're an adult you figure out whatever you want to do for your life and your relationship you know if you want to get her flowers every day just because just do it you don't have to wait till Valentine's Day or you shouldn't, people shouldn't downplay the day because they feel it's cliche. No, show them love all the time. If you want to do something extra on that day, by all means, go ahead and do it. I tell people that some reason why some men say it's cliche and it's overrated because deep down inside, they would actually love for the woman to do something for them. You see what I'm saying? Deep down inside, they want to be appreciated too. Deep down inside, they don't want the pressure of um, February 14th. But guess what? It doesn't have to be pressure. If you, like you said, no self-love, self-care, self-awareness. If you know who you are and you can stand in who you are and then you can stand in your truth, stand in your relationship, understand the person you're with. Now, if she's a girly girl and you show love all year round and she's still want something valentine's day since you chose to be with her go all out for valentine's day you know what i'm saying if that's what she likes because that's your partner and you want to make sure she's happy but at the same time have that line of communication over look you love valentine's day so do i okay you like hershey i like reese's run me my reese's boo boo okay That's all it is. It's just all about being so comfortable and knowing yourself so you know how to handle the person you're with to make your relationship even happier and healthier. You see what I'm saying? Okay. 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 All right. So let me ask you this question. Mm 
if you wasn't in the entertainment industry at all, if you wasn't writing, if you wasn't an artist, if you wasn't doing, you know, the personality, you wasn't doing all that, what would you be doing? Well, you can't really say writing. You mean writing musically. So I would be an author. Well, okay. So let's take away the writing as well. All the writing from, you know, journalism to, you know, writing as an artist. Like, what would you be doing? Well, technically, I wouldn't know what I'm doing if you just snatched away all 30 of my jobs, right? <laughs> but growing up outside of wanting to be an entertainer and an entrepreneur, um, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to teach people, you know? I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to heal people. I wanted to own buildings. So, um, like, I know I always want to open up a, <laughs> a shopping mall. Like a one-stop shopping mall where you have your food, your groceries, you have a hair salon, a nail salon, a spa, a laundromat, like everything in the same way where you don't have to travel far, especially with people who may not have transportation and stuff. It's hard to get around so many different places, but if you had it all in one area, it makes it more convenient. I wanted to open up an, um, a late night daycare where it'd be right near like a restaurant. Like if, if uh, couples want to go out to dinner or something you know we have the hourly babysitting kind of like they do like kids club at la fitness you know you have like a two-hour window or whatever just to help them out if you want to go shopping you can watch shoppers to do that for like two hours like i wanted to do all that because i just wanted to genuinely help people they say it takes a village to raise a child and we're supposed to be each other's village so if I was to do anything, it would be something connected to teaching people, healing people, and helping people. Same thing I do today. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, you do that already, even though you might not have the, you know, the credentials saying, okay, I'm a teacher or I'm a doctor or something like that. Oh, I have the credentials. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, That's a question. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like you you do help a lot of people you know you you know you help heal a lot of people mm-hmm. you know um and I, it's not just like a small circle like you're helping masses of people mm-hmm. um yeah. even with your show you know mm-hmm. you I ask the viewers before you even go up a guest how are you doing today mm-hmm. like you know it you know, stuff like that, for people to hear that, you know, it helps because you never know what a person's going through, and, you know, um, so like, like I said, you're, you're helping the tons of people, tons of tons of people, so <clears throat> let's look at the, the artist side of T-Quest, uh, okay. the, the music, the musical artists, you know, mm-hmm. with all the singles that you got out so far, you know, you have Indulge, you have What Up, you have my personal favorite, you know, Simply Reply. Like, you know, yeah. uh, how, what's your concept, what's your process when it comes to writing your music? Every song has been different. You know, as a writer, I have a lot of things written, but it's all about finding the perfect match when it comes to the beat. 
you know, or sometimes I'll listen to a beat and I'll allow it to tell its own story or I'll allow it to tell a story of something I'm currently going through or want to talk about. You know, there's a lot of songs I've written that has not been released, but a lot of people have heard them exclusively at performances because back then I used to record a lot and I performed a lot, but I never actually professionally put the songs out. You know, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors that people do not know or do not understand. And that's the reason why a lot of songs people fell in love with at my show is they never actually had a chance to purchase itself. But yeah, I usually allow the beats to tell me the stories. And a lot of my songs actually have subliminals behind them. And they're like inspired by someone. Gotcha, gotcha. So the... um with the producer wise mm-hmm. like do you have that one producer where you're like he knows your sound like he knows your voice to where he's like okay this is you right here like there's nobody else it's just for you do you have that one producer i have multiple producers gotcha. I've, I've tried in the past to work with only one person because i feel like if it's in-house one person less to deal with less complications but at the same time, if you take on a time work with one person, what happens if they up and leave? What if they do you dirty? What happened if you have bad business? That means all your stuff was in that one basket and now you're screwed, you know? So I had to learn the hard way that even though it's nice to work with one person, it's smarter to always have your own insurance and security. So nowadays, um, I am okay to work with multiple producers on projects. You know, you just give them their credit where the credit is due on the songs that they actually produce and call it a day. It's easier that way. But I do work with some producers that I love their catalog. So I know there's something in there that will be right for me. And I do have a special producer that no matter what type of beat I desire or want, he can actually produce it too. So whether he has it or he's learned me enough where I'd be like, yo, you ever heard that song, so-and-so? Yeah, I want something like that, but with a jazzy feel, a little splash, where he's like, got you. <laughs> got you. So that's a beautiful thing as well. So it's a time. So mm-hmm. we're about to get a little deeper. Get deep on them. Let's, let's remove T-Quest. Okay. We're going to Tara. 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 Uh-huh. All right, so. Tara, what what's what's the life of Tara, uh, everyday life of Tara? Because I know the everyday life of T Quest, but when the, you know the camera's off, the microphone's done, what's that like? Well, to be honest, I'm not the type to separate Tara and T Quest no more. You mm-hmm. know, because I don't want people to think I have like split personality. It took me a while to understand each side of me, if that makes sense. It was a time when Tara was um, jealous of T-Quest for certain reasons, and T-Quest was jealous of Tara for certain reasons. But I'm like, once I find that balance, I'm going to be phenomenal to the next level. So I consider myself Tara T-Quest because at the end of the day, I know people just like to say to turn off the entertainment side and stuff, but my life is bigger than entertainment. My life is bigger than T-Quest. Why? Because I'm an entrepreneur and you can't turn that off. You see what I'm saying? Whether you like it or not, you cannot turn it off because you don't have that comfort crutch of a nine to five check every other Friday. It's more client to client at this point. You see what I'm saying? So whether you like it or not, you can't turn it off. But as the Libra Diva, I do have a balance in my life. 
You know, I do work long hours for my business and my brand and my people. So you can contact me when you need me. But on Google, business hours is nine to nine, you know, but I do make sure I do have my breaks. I have my peace in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I see you guys socializing. I'm not chiming in. This is my me time. You see what I'm saying? And then I have my lunchtime. I schedule myself. That's my me time. And then at night, I turn my phone on mute because you should not have so much access to me. That means I'm discrediting myself. You see what I'm saying? I do have my time. I talk to my family. I do have my time for my personal life. I do have my time for my escapes. I don't talk about it much because I give the world all of me. So allow me to have my personal life and continue for it to be personal just know that i'm happy in my personal life you know and they're like what you doing handling business or i could just be sitting here in some booty shorts playing with my nipple watching netflix it wouldn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter that's exactly. my life that's my business but it's easier if you tell people you handling business because they're not most likely not going to bother you or be looking for like these long-winded conversations because them breaks is critical especially as an entrepreneur, because it is, it'd be some trying days and moments. So allow me my peace when I can have my beast. And if I have to tell people I'm handling business, yes, I'm handling business. Minding my business. Gotcha. 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 Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. How did you get connected with fleet? the worldwide fleet jesus my happiness and my headache no um (laughs) you know i'm tapping with a lot of personalities and djs and stuff because i've been networking like crazy ever since i started okay Mm -hmm. and i knew some djs and i saw them start being a part of these events and i see fleet djs fleet djs here fleet djs here and i'm just like what is that he was like it's a dj coalition i was like okay then i saw a flyer that said fleet artist so-and-so i said excuse me why does Fly say fleet artists? Y'all got artists a part of this coalition too? They was like, well, certain states have artists. And I'm like, hmm. well, since you're part of the Connecticut chapter, if you guys ever decide to add artists, I feel like I should be the perfect choice. They was like, to be honest, if we do add artists, she was the only choice that I thought of. I was like, oh. Well, thank you, you know, and then they say we're opening up for artist quest once you do an interview. So you're part of it. And I said, bet, because I told somebody else, I'm like, you part of Fleet too? They was like, yeah, I'm going to be a part of it. How you know you DJ? I said, look, I'm going to be a part of it. Watch <laughs> me work. And I, I I met the president of West and all them before I was a part of it. They're like, so weird. Are you trying to be part of Fleet DJs? I said, I will. They're like, you're very confident. I said, yes, I'm just being honest. It was okay. I like your style, but I'm like, thank you. But yeah, they told me I did my interview. They brought me in. I came in as a music artist and a radio host. And then I just started to maneuver um, through it for the last five plus years, trying to find my place, trying to find my safe haven, trying to find my go-tos, trying to figure out how I can appreciate this platform let them know i'm about to die for my platform because at the end of the day anything i attach my name to like i'm here your business is my business this is our business at that point you know and i went hard for fleet for many years and i found ways to take advantage of it as an artist as a host as a writer as an entrepreneur because if you're in a coalition with hundreds of people and you don't know how to benefit from it 
that's not like a personal problem that you need to fix real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're in fleet. You're in you're you're in there as an artist. And you take over probably the most dominant division in fleet. And I'm gonna say off on record, it is the dominant division in fleet, the RV division. How was that and how has it been since you taken over? Well, you know you reap what you sow and karma is real, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I first got into Fleet as a voiceover actress or radio personality, when they told me about the Army Division, you know, I was happy to be a part of it. And then they was talking about how they feel um, they should start doing like hosts and DJs on the radio station, right? Mm-hmm. Put a host with a DJ every week, blah, blah, blah. And they was like, oh, question, do it. I'm like, okay, whatever y'all need. I was excited to be a part of it. But, you know, everything has its ups and downs. Nothing is perfect. You know, it, it was a little rocky. Um, the DJ is supposed to contact me. They never really did, so I'm reaching out to them. It was it was too many chiefs that I didn't know who was in charge, and they always telling me to do something different. And for the fact that they always tell me to do something different, by the time I found out who the real chief was, in his mind, I I wasn't doing my job. It wasn't what he wanted. But the thing is, I never knew what you wanted because I didn't have a conversation with you. I'm listening to somebody else. One person told me to be sexy and sultry the whole time. He wanted an Angie Martinez. I don't know that. You see what I'm saying? So I felt like coming in was bad. It looked like it was my fault, but it's more the fact that they was all rocky with who's in charge. So that was the real issue. But after a while, I ended up getting um, dismissed out of the R&B group, which is kind of hurtful, especially when I was innocent. But I wasn't trying to fight. I was just fresh, new to the crew. So after a while, I just let it go. And that just made me really look at things differently. I'm like, no, I really got to study these people. I got to really figure out who is who. I got to see what's going on because that didn't sit well with me. And ironically, a couple of years later, someone else contacted me. It was like, um, we had a discussion. The R&B division is dead. And we need somebody to liven it up. And you're the only person that we can think of. Would you like the position? And I said, hell yeah, run that. You know what I'm saying? Because I should have never been dismissed from it. That whole situation uncomfortable. And I'm not trying to say this to bash nobody. It's just being open and honest, you know? And I'm happy that they realized that I was the one that was right for it. And um, as soon as I came in, day one, you can roll back the chat. I was on it from the day I entered, re-entered the group. And I said, um, I'm happy to be here going forward on starting January. I'm going to be your new manager. I want to see what you guys are doing. If you need me, I'm here. We're going to switch things around. But, and I was gun-ho. As soon as I entered, immediately. And all of a sudden, the room that was so dead is vibrant. People are talking. They're having communication. Everyone's connecting and building and bonding the way it's supposed to be. You know why? Because I know how to be a chief. Because I knew how to be an Indian. And if you know how to be a proper Indian, you know how to maneuver to be a great chief. 
you know, and I know how to handle my peoples. I know what they need. I know what they desire. And it's not for someone to bash them and make them feel down. It's for someone they can come to like a safe haven. Who are you as an entertainer? Who are you as a person? Why do you want to be here? How can I help you soar? How can I make you better than you was yesterday? And once you're a leader like that, you pretty much can't fail. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And now with, um, you know, elevated and now they have another great um, manager. Shout out to DJ Elnina has been um, promoted to the manager now, the R&B division. I know he's going to be extremely um, phenomenal in that position because he was pretty much co-manager when I was there as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like you said, you elevated. You know, um, they they see they see what you've done with the division. Mm-hmm. Now you over all the divisions. All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so <out> of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, how is that now? Because now you have a, it, it's more of a bigger role instead of just you know managing one group. You, you're like I say, you're over everybody. So how is that now? Well, to be honest, um, you have to have the proper mindset. You have to be a professional. You have to be mature about it. You know, every promotion sounds good, but you really got to think about what's entailed. You know, and the best part about it is I kind of know all the other managers, but it's not about just knowing them. It's all about how they feel knowing that I'm above to a certain degree. But they should know me well enough that I'm not here to take over your division. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to oversee, see what's going on, and see how I can help. Because the whole reason why that position was created, because we have multiple divisions, and they should be greater than what they already are. So let's put somebody there, you know, to just, you know, tighten it up a little bit. And they saw how great I was in R&B. So it was no brainer to... um um give the position to me and i'm happy to be here as long as you know work with them we're all mature respectable adults i'm happy to give my pointers because like i always say i always want to see everyone succeed you know and so far it's been a little interesting at first but it's definitely getting better because people are hitting me up on the sidebar and calling me and like what do you think about this what do you think about that and i'm already seeing some major improvements within a week or so Okay. Okay. And you know, I happen to be one of those managers. But the thing is, I was asking you those questions before you even took this role. You know, I was like, hey, how can I help with this division? You know, like, so it was like you were already in that position. It was just not official yet. I didn't need a title. Exactly. It's not about the title, mm-hmm. you know, um, because when you have that communication line between two people mm-hmm. and you know you have that trust in that person mm-hmm. you go you're not worried about if they have a title or not mm-hmm. you know um you know being a member of the r&b division since day one you know i was like hey quest like i want to be part of this r&b division and i gotta do it you know and mm-hmm. seeing the growth from the past like I said, almost two years, you know, 
And I was like, becoming a manager in my own division with the gospel, I was like, okay, how can I make this better? Just like how T Quest did with the R&B division, how can I make this better? And like I said, I didn't wait for no title. Like I, I've been asking you for months now. Like, how can I do this? How can I get this done? So yeah, like you know, like I said, it goes back to you always helping. Absolutely. You know, so um, okay. So now you got the the, the position that you are now. Mm-hmm. You you're you're doing good with your music when when's the next single coming out i think everybody wants to know well they're just gonna have to stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) and the reason why i say that is because you know recently more than usual i've been more on the business side of things the media side of things and once i get back into music i don't want distractions i don't want no stress i don't want no pressure I just want to create freely and be happy in my safe haven. But most importantly, I want to create um, being the person I am today. And I'm still figuring her out. So while I'm figuring her out, then I'll know exactly what type of music that I need to produce with the person I am today. But trust me, it'll be sooner than you know. So you got you got stuff in the chamber already. You just waiting to Look. Request, stay ready. Yeah, you know I mean, stay ready. You never know when I'm gonna do something. You don't know. Gotcha, gotcha. No, hey. it could be hip hop. It could be R and B. It could be pop. It could be hip hop gospel. You don't know. Just know that um, once that pen get the going, you go get the flowing. Don't be crazy, you're now. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So. <laughs> All right, so let, let me ask you. I don't, I don't think I asked you this before. And I know the, I asked you about the church. Mm-hmm. Now, your parents as ministers. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to pick on the song, Indulge. Okay. Cool. Okay, so when they heard Indulge mm-hmm. as ministers, I, I would have felt some type of way. So how, how they... How do they accept that coming from their daughter who they knew that, that, you know, she grew up in the church and then bringing a track to them like indulge? Well, at the end of the day, it's not about growing up in the church. Some people are too traditionally commercialized, if that makes sense. At the end of the day, I'm grown. At the end of the day, I'm an entertainer. At the end of the day, I can write what I please. My parents respect me as a grown woman handling her business in her field. The song is either going to be hot or it's not, and then that's it. Period. So when my, like, if my mother and I hear, they're like, well, okay, we hear you, T-Quest, you know, because at the end of the day, she's an adult, she grown, you see what I'm saying? And that's the thing about people putting the stuff on you, like, the whole trying to fight people when that comes to that community, I don't talk about religion much because it's a sensitive subject. You know, people come at me for different reasons. I'm like, look, technically Christians ain't supposed to be judging, but it sounds like you're judging me. Isn't that a sin? You know what I'm saying? So it it gets crazy. But no, at the end of the day, my parents know that they brought us up very well. You know, my siblings and I are very intelligent. 
smart, amazing individual. You see what I'm saying? And if I'm doing a song like Indulge, which everyone is grown, everyone know what love feels like. Most people know what intimacy is like. It's not to overthink it and to criticize or to judge or put me down. It's all like, you know what? This is a great body of work. I ain't mad at you. And keep it moving. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. That's the way it's supposed to be. But it's not always like that. Like children that's like sheltered and everything. No, we were never sheltered. My mom was like, you know, you're going to live your life, do what you do. But I'm here. You know, you can stay up all night all you want, but you're still going to school in the morning because technically if you miss out school, you messed up your future. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It was no issue okay. at all. Okay. okay. Because I'm not out here being extra reckless. I'm not doing anything that will embarrass them. You know, they just happen to have an intelligent, wonderful daughter who works in the music industry and they're proud to show me off. Gotcha. And the thing about it is, like you said, you don't cuss, you don't have profanity in your, you know, in your music, but your music puts you in a mindset to where you imagine stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, you just imagine. <laughs> you just got to imagine, like, oh. I remember when I first heard in those, I was like, Oh, she's saying stuff like she's saying stuff, but she's not really saying it. But she's saying it to where you're you're thinking like, oh, oh, you mean like singers been doing for years? Yeah, watch out for singers. You know what I'm saying? They hit a high note, but did you hear what they said though? Okay, behind that cadence. Exactly. That, you know, did you hear what they said? Though? Exactly. And you know, uh, you know, it's a lot of artists, you know, well, not artists, but a lot of people that don't understand music when it comes to that. They guess here, you know, the note, like you said, the notes, the, the beat, but they really don't hear the subliminal message. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, if my parents didn't like my music, they don't have to listen to it. Mm. But they're always going to support me because they're still my parents. Mm-hmm. It's like your, your life choices, you know. Um, if you end up being this or that, I'm like, okay, okay. I still want to love you. You're still my child. You see what I'm saying? The way it's supposed to be. So I, and I almost forgot. I'm looking at your screen now and I almost forgot. How did you come up doing graphics? Shouts out to GLM, because you see the background. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> so, like, how, how did you become, you know, so involved with the graphics side? Okay. Well, when it comes to graphics, I've always been a creator. You know, even as a young child, I was designing, like, um, different type of clothes and stuff because I knew I was going to have a clothing line so I've always been in the arts of creating and going throughout this interesting journey as an entertainer you know I'm investing in all these people that can help me and then they end up robbing me blind taking advantage of me so I had to reset I'm like you know what I may have to start doing a lot of things on my own because clearly it's hard for me to trust people to do things or rely on them So then I started doing my own little stuff. Like I used to pay for graphics all the time for like different shows I used to do and everything. But then um, last couple of years, I started dabbling myself. 
you know, learning how to do it myself and start promoting more and designing more. And then I noticed the growth in my, um, my skill set um, as I continue to do more. And then, you know, with the pandemic, that really pushed me to want to do even better than what I was. And, um, you know, I started on one program, went to another one, went to another one. Then the most popular one is Photoshop. And I just want to say special shout out to DJ El Nino again, because he showed me how to take what I was already doing to the next level, especially with Photoshop, because they have endless ways of using it. You see what I'm saying? And then you can't tell me nothing. If you look last year, I did like 80,000 flyers <laughs> from my radio station. The show, like I was just going ham at it. Cause I, once I learn something, like I'm going to use it to my advantage. You know, and then even with that, um, he started showing me a lot of things become the graphics, you know, and then I learned that he's phenomenal in graphics too. So my thing is once you connect with people like you and I connect to certain things and I connect with him, it's just like, let's join forces, you know, let me do what I do. You do what you do and let's grow a business together. And together that we came up with the GLM designs. So, um, some things I do, some things he do you know, and um, here's the business today. And it's ever since we started, it's been, you know, really great. And once again, it goes back to just being a safe haven for people. You know, you can come to us and get quality work. You don't have to worry about nothing. You know, it's going to be excellent no matter what. One less thing you have to worry about in your brand. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know, Y'all have a business with GLM together. Y'all doing that together, the show together. How's that chemistry, you know, between y'all? Because y'all have a great chemistry, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't really see that much mm -hmm. in the entertainment uh, industry because there's a lot of egos involved. Mm -hmm. And I feel like y'all don't have that. So how is that chemistry working? Because like I said, um, he he just, you know, he joined the R&B, I think after I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the chemistry gets clicked. And, you know, that's, that's, I think towards everybody, you know, he has that great energy to help others just like you. So how is that? Well, you know, it was, um, the R&B cafe that sold him on our division because you know we did that okay we did that we did it and, um, <laughs> it's like in any situation where you see people and you're observing just like you when you came into the R&B division you know it was a safe haven and you're figuring out people even in fleet who does what you know who I feel like I could bond with I can trust I can build with and it was the same thing what happened with DJ Il Nino and <clears throat> Even when it comes to being a personality, I've done shows with multiple different co-hosts. You know, I've had five to six other shows with somebody else, but you know, they all like fizzled out, not in no crazy hectic way. It just fizzled out. But with this is like working with him was just so easy. Cause I felt like he was like the male version of me. You know, you can come to me about things. You can come to him. There's no ego, you know, he's just calm. He's willing to help. And these are the type of people you would want and desire in your life. 
You know, you want people to add to your life that's not going to stress you. When you're talking, conversing with people, you don't have to need to walk on eggshells. You don't have to worry about people bullying you or putting you down because you don't know nothing. You know, I felt like I really felt my best friend. You know what I'm saying? That could genuinely help and help me increase as like an entrepreneur, even maneuvering through flea and in business. So it's just been incredible, you know? So shout out to DJ Onino. And I tell people when you're great, I'll acknowledge it. If we bonding, that's that, that means a lot to me because I've been burnt by people my whole entire life. So nowadays, if I meet people that genuinely feel comfortable around and that energy is right, like I got you period. And that ain't changing unless you piss me off. <laughs> and I'd be like, doses. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, he um, definitely is an amazing, incredible person. And if you are someone that I can vibe like that, why not take advantage of building um, a phenomenal relationship together, business ship and all this stuff. Even when, met, when I first met you, when you first came into R&B, you know, I'm DJ Cyclops from Texas. I'm like, okay, what you do? Like, okay, well, what else you trying to do? All right, well, I'm, I'm like, okay. You know, our bond was so organic. And I'm like, look, I'm here. So if you need help with anything, do not hesitate to ask. And it's not about breaking chains of command or nothing because I'm respectable when it comes to that. But just know that if you do have a question and if I have the answer, I'm going to help you. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And with you, you've never changed. I felt like you've changed for the better as a man and as a business person. You got your little moments so where I'm ready to fight you. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still rock with you. And that's why you're one of my peoples. Even with Kim, SSB, mm-hmm. beautiful spirit that came yeah. into the um, Army Division to flee, wonderful personality. Like, she's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So immediately I gravitate to it. She wanted my peoples too. And that's what you need. A solid team that is a safe haven. That's really big to me. That's no got you if you need them. And those are the type of energies you need to stick around and grow from and learn from and, you know, et cetera. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I know... I think I posted up a picture right after the conference. And I said, the best three-headed monster outside of Dallas. And you said, no, we're not monsters. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, we're beasts because we we have that beastful mentality, you know, we uh-huh. but we're bosses in our own lane. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it you know, that chemistry and then bringing on, like you said, with Kim coming in, it was just like a like a just a dream team that absolutely. I, I you know absolutely. it like and the thing is you know coming in the fleet you never know who you're gonna meet mm-hmm. you never know the it relationship gonna, exactly exactly that's and, the test it's like in life as you elevate and increase as a person and as an entrepreneur watch how people start treating you if they respect you and congratulate you and honestly that's great but then when they start looking at you as a threat and they start acting funny, then you know it's time to play this game like chess and learn how to maneuver around the nonsense. And you told Either. me that since day one. And then <laughs> I, now I know. <laughs> yes. You know, so like I said, it, it's, you know, it's been a wonderful venture, journey, you know, West. with 
Okay. <laughs> okay. But, you know, it's been a wonderful quest with you, and, you know, like I said, with Nino, um, you know, both of y'all uh, guess came in and just kind of took me under y'all wing. Like, you know, baby. Like a, year baby. Ago, a year ago, this would have been all this background stuff. I, I wouldn't know how to do all that a year ago. But, you know, because I ask questions to the people that I know I that will genuinely help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, so, oh, man, I think this could go on and on and on, but we only have so much time. So, <laughs> you know, I was a little part two. You know what? In my business. You know what? You know what? That might happen. That might happen. A part two. So, um, any last words before we end this interview? Um, I just want to say thank you to you. I always feel it's an honor when someone um, respects me and my business enough to have me on their platform, you know, because I value time very much. So I appreciate you having me up here and asking me questions. And for all the listeners out there who may not know who I am, Shigeru T Quest, you can follow me on all social media platforms at T Quest GLM. Download your T Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store for free. Sign up for my mailing list on my website, GodAlumeWorld.com, where you can find Godalumi Radio, home of the music and conversations that you want to hear. Jalen Designs here to cater to all your graphic needs. Jalen Voice, because I am the voice goddess. GLM merchandise because this hoodie season all year round. And whatever you need as a person or a brand, and you need help with your elevation, make sure you contact me because I am here for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and good. Y'all make sure y'all catch our show right here on his Cartel Radio every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern mm. Standard Time. Yes. So. Like I said, it was a pleasure mm-hmm. conversing with you. This this will have to be a part two. Yes. <laughs> Cause yeah, okay. it is it, it's plenty more where we could go. So yes, uh, but like I said, this I am your host, DJ Cyclops. This has been another excellent show with the lovely T Quest on After the Music Stops. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye.